This is Cockpits and Cocktails. We use this podcast to share stories and talk about all things aviation and aerospace. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Cheers to you and enjoy. We're here today with Natalie Kelly. Hello. (laughs) And our very special guest, Diana Klein. Hi, everybody. Now, Hi, Diana. This is a very special guest. Uh, she has many, many accolades that she has gained over the years. And she was in the Air Force, which we're going to hear a little bit more about, and uh, the with Zero Galaxy. And she's a pilot for United Airlines. She has some other accolades that I'm going to bring up a little bit later, but let's hear about her a little bit more in detail. Really well. Thanks, first ladies, for having me on. This is really an honor. And uh, Cooper, you're you're pumping me up here. I feel like <laughs> I got big shoes now that I have to fill. So you're such a sweetheart. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Natalie, how I got started in aviation. So I was really fortunate. My dad was a pilot, and uh, not only was he a pilot, but he was a pilot that absolutely loved his job. And he flew for United as well. And he would come home from work every day from his trips or every four days. He usually did four day trips, three or four day trips. Uh, But he would come home from every trip and he had a huge smile on his face. And he would tell me all about the adventures he had with his crew members and flying airplanes. And uh, he loved it. And he, most importantly, he was always ready to go spend time with me. Uh, So he came home from work energized. Whereas I later learned as I grew up, you know, so many people come home from work and they're just drained and all they want to do is, is just hang out on the couch and, and relax. Well, my dad was always ready to go. So I thought, wow, that dad has fun in his job. He's ready to spend time with his family. He gets to fly airplanes. And then on top of that, we, I grew up really close to a small local airport. So I would see little aircraft flying around all the time. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of fun. So uh, I put two and two together and thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And I came to that realization really young. I think the first time I can recall that I you know, declared to someone that I wanted to be a pilot was when I was in kindergarten. And it's kind of ironic because I just dropped my son off on his first day, first first day of kindergarten today. So Aww. I'm, yeah, big emotion. It's like, gosh, where did time go? Um, but uh, that's in short, how I got into flying was my dad and he never, ever pushed me into it. Uh, but once he realized that I had caught the bug, that I had caught the flying bug, he definitely helped kind of guide me along the path to, to where I wanted to go uh, and my end goals in aviation, because gosh, there's so many facets of aviation. There's military aviation, there's civilian aviation, there's not even, even people who don't fly that are heavily involved in aviation, all the support uh, that we have. Uh, there's so many different career fields. And uh, that's what I love about aviation in general is no matter what, what your capabilities are, there's a place for you. And so uh, dad helped me kind of fine tune where I belonged and um, it, that wound up being in the cockpit. And that's where I wound up. Sure. So uh, yes, last year I was, I was shocked and humbled to be named Nevada's mother of the year. And uh, I, was, I was nominated by one of my closest friends. I did not know I was nominated until I had actually won the award. And they told me who nominated me. It was Amanda Klein, one of my favorite people. And uh, I just was really humbled because I looked at her. She is also a mother and she's an amazing woman, amazing mother. And I looked at all these other women that I surround myself with, you know, Cooper, you, um, and so many others. I'm like, 
I am unworthy, absolutely unworthy. Uh, so it was a tremendous honor. I, I had the opportunity to go to the national conference and uh, hang out with a bunch of other great mothers that were also mother of the year from their respective states and got to hear about how they impact their families, how they impact their community. And I, like, how does, how do these women fit everything into a day? Like everything, they, they were careerists. They were, some of them were careerists. Some of them were full-time career moms and some were full-time career um, outside of the home. And, uh, I just was shocked and amazed at, at what they did. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about how they manage their time and how they organize their life and uh, took a lot of those tips and tricks and integrated them into my life. But um, so that, that's mother of the year. Um, and uh, then as far as how I influence my children, gosh, you know, I, that's the work in progress and that they don't come with a manual. Like I, I was hoping I would give birth and then, you know, this manual would appear and that's just not the case. And being a mom has been the most challenging and the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Um, give me an engine fire over the North Atlantic any day over <laughs> trying to figure out some of the things I've had to learn from motherhood. And uh, it's just, it's really something. It's really something. And I, the, big, the best advice and the thing that I do every day is I just try to take it one day at a time. Uh, I pray a lot and I ask for a lot of help from people who I admire in motherhood, you know, women who are ahead of me in that path that have turned out great kids. I ask for a lot of help and I ask for a lot of advice. And uh, then I, I integrate that into to how I raise my boys along with my own personal values, but um, how I impact my kids' lives. I, I try, the biggest thing I try to wake up and, and enforce with them every morning, enforce sounds strong, but um, enforce, I will use it because it's so important. Enforce with them every morning is that you get up and you just do your best. You do your absolute best every day and you're going to fall short on something and that's okay. Uh, but to learn from that and then start the next day anew and and try to continually be better, a better person every day. Um, and yet at the same time, you know, pat yourself on the back and, and give praise for all the things you do and do right in that day. And uh, that's what I try to do. So what I, yeah, what okay. I was trying to say, ask is that, you know, you were influenced by your father into aviation uh, and your passion. How about, you know, you have a cub, with, with, you have a family cub, and uh, I see them going flying with you, and how are your, how are your passions being inspiring, or how are you mentoring your kids as far as aviation? Oh, gotcha, sure. Well, <laughs> honestly, um, I'm not really pushing them in that direction. It's, it's funny. I, my dad, I grew up with an airplane, a little airplane in the family as well. It was also a J3 cub. It was a different cub at the time. Uh, my dad wound up selling that and then uh, purchasing another small aircraft so I could learn to fly because probably a topic for another podcast, but it's actually cheaper to buy an airplane and learn how to fly in that aircraft than it is to to go to a school and uh, pay an instructor and pay for that aircraft time. Um, but that's what he chose to do. Um, and then now uh, he purchased another cub when I, he sold that airplane, purchased another cub when I left for college. And now that is kind of our family airplane. And uh, you know, you do, I, I take my kids along with me everywhere I go, whether it's grocery shopping to going and flying in our, in our family plane, because I love to go fly myself. And that's my release. That is my stress reliever is going to fly little planes. I fly big planes for a living. And then I come home and I fly little planes for fun. And um, so I take my boys with me and they, they just naturally have fallen in love with it so far. Now they're six and four, 
ask me again in 20 years if they still feel that way, but uh, they really do enjoy it. So just kind of integrating aviation in our day-to-day lives and, and by them by default being my kids and tagging along, they, they just get a hefty dose of it. And uh, so far they like it. And I plan to use the same philosophy my dad did is I'm definitely not going to push them into aviation, but yeah. if they like it, uh, then I'll definitely encourage them along the way. Yeah, a couple of things before we move on, because I know you have had a, a, a lot of other things to talk about, but some of the things you were talking about that really stood out to me were that, because I know a lot of women feel like maybe aviation isn't a great career to, to you know, career path if they want to be a mom, like how can they possibly do both? But I love how you talked about, you know, it's just all about balancing everything out. You do have to consciously you know have a plan and make sure it can be done you know but it's it's not a reason if you want to be a mom to stay away from aviation because it is possible to to do both it absolutely is it absolutely is the other things I love that you were talking about motherhood it was also I noticed really good and lined up with being a pilot when one of the things was one day at a time learn from your mistakes pat yourself on the back you know, all those things that that we also as pilots need to do are so similar in motherhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one thing my dad always taught me and that I um, when I started teaching flight instructing and then being an instructor at United teaching in the 737, I would tell my students, hey, you made a mistake. It's OK. We'll talk about it later. Let's move on and keep going. You know, don't yeah. dwell. And that is, that's motherhood. You cannot, yeah. will make mistakes as a mom. I've made countless ones, but you just can't dwell. You have to put them behind you, learn from them and keep going. Yeah. Thanks for those words. Yes, of course. <laughs> so I'd like to talk a little bit more about your experience in the Air Force. And I believe your husband was in the Air Force. He was. So I was in the Air Force Reserve. I was what they call a reserve baby. I was hired directly into the Air Force Reserve. I was never um, active duty aside from being on active duty for training and then on active duty, what we call active duty orders um, for Operation OIF and OEF. So Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. Uh, I did go active duty for that time frame, but um, as a reservist, I was in and out, but he was full active duty uh, for 14 years and is now in the reserves. And he actually now flies for Delta. He's a 756 captain at Delta. And then, of course, you know, it's exciting to me. I definitely want to hear more about your experience with zero gravity being the pilot and also what your job was there to help get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the great thing about aviation is when especially professional aviation airline, specifically in my case, um, when times and the economy is, is good, it's a great job. It's really awesome. Uh, however, when the economy starts to take a bit of a downturn, usually the airlines take a downturn as well. And uh, COVID was, was one of those times. Um, 9-11, unfortunately, was one of those times. And so when I graduated college shortly after 9-11, um, my dad was still flying. And uh, I saw the impact it had on his career and, and financial planning. Unfortunately, my dad was, was very well set, uh, but others were not. And so that kind of told me that was a, a yellow flag, if you will, of, okay, this is a great job, great career, uh, but I have to have a backup plan. And at some point when I slow down and find it, find I'm able to fit that into my life, I'm going to get a backup plan. And uh, so I was fortunate to do that. I, um, 
took maternity leave from United with my first son for about a year and a half. And it happened to coincide perfectly with the University of Nevada, Las Vegas's MBA program. And uh, I was able to get my MBA as well as be on maternity leave with a newborn. I don't recommend doing it that way, but um, I, that was the time that I fit, that I was able to fit it in and uh, was able to get that credential. And then I started consulting, uh, doing business consulting and not just general business consulting, but consulting pertaining to aviation and uh, kind of hung my personal shingle out there and just word of mouth um, started working with some clients. I had some great opportunities to work with a helicopter operator, a uh, drone operator as well. And uh, then the opportunity came to work, uh, came available to work with Zero Gravity Corporation. They uh, were expanding. Uh, they were adding an air, they were talking about adding an aircraft. They have one highly specialized 727-200. Um, business was going great and still is for them. They're doing awesome things in that space. And uh, so they were looking to add an aircraft, hire some pilots and just grow as a company. And they were hiring individuals that could help them do that. And fortunately, I had a very good friend who uh, consulted with them and actually flew some of his experiments in the back uh, for research purposes with them several years ago and uh, he was able to make the introduction and uh, I consulted with them on their pilot hiring strategy initially and they liked uh, what I did and they asked me to come on full-time and at the time uh, United was providing leaves of absence due to COVID and I was able to take one of those leaves and go work with zero gravity and uh, I was kind of their first um, management person who was also a pilot which was really a fun uh, fun Thing to be a part of. I was the first one that had that, that dual role. And uh, I went to school to fly the 727, which was amazing. A uh, very old school aircraft, but it flew so well. I, my dad flew it for 30 years. I had spoken with several pilots who had flown it and they're like, Diana, you're going to love it. It's a great, it's a real pilot's plane. Like it does exactly what you want it to do. It flies fast does everything. And it, it was, it was a blast. And being able to fly parabolas was that was a treat. I mean, I doing something in an aircraft that it, it can definitely handle. We never, ever at any time exceeded any operating parameters of the plane. It's just never been operated like that before. And uh, I had never operated one like that before. And the um, normal passenger carrying airlines don't either. Uh, but zero G did it and uh, did it very well. And essentially we would uh, fly a maneuver called the parabola that would create a weightless effect in the back. And you floating in the back, you are definitely weightless. You are experiencing weightlessness just like an astronaut would in space. And the way that we do that is we essentially free fall the airplane. Sounds a little scary, but it's not. Um, it's like a roller coaster on the down slope. Uh, when you're riding on a roller coaster and you go down that down slope, you kind of feel that weightless feeling in your seat. Well, we create that same, that same feeling, except for about 25 to 30 seconds each parabola, and we do it in an aircraft. And you're essentially free falling through the air, but the airplane is surrounding you, so you don't have the wind noise like you would during skydiving or anything like that. And you can, can move, move around as if you are, uh, as if you're floating in space. It's the coolest thing in the world. That is cool. I want to do that. <laughs> you should definitely do it. Definitely do it. I had a blast flying those maneuvers up front, but I've got to admit it was a little more fun being in the back and not just experiencing that yourself, but I loved watching everybody else experience it. Like you just see people light up and the smiles on their faces. And it, it's just, it's, I, I like to say it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. So it's, it, was, <laughs> it was way cool to be a part of that. 
really cool. I'm always looking for little messages when people are talking. One of the things um, I wrote down that you were saying was have a backup plan. I know, you know I'm I, almost 50 years old. I've learned through life and, and I have three boys. When you're talking about boys, oh my, my boys are much older than yours. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome. Sometimes when I talk to, you know, younger, like college students just getting into aviation and I tell them my dad was also a pilot. So I can see how, you know, the ebbs and flows of aviation um, can affect you. And when I say to them, have a backup plan, sometimes it's a very scary, daunting thing for them. Oh my gosh, I may not, you know, get to do exactly what I want. Well, you know, to look at it in a way where you got to do this really cool thing that you might not have done otherwise. And you don't know, it's not necessarily, don't let it be your downfall when things change and your route isn't exactly what you expected, but, you know, be open to, to the things that it can bring to you when things aren't exactly on your plan. It, it can be a really cool learning experience that you wouldn't have gotten to, to have unless exactly. things kind of changed. Very true. And you, you kind of, you hit on a, a soft point for me too, uh, Natalie, is uh, after 9-11, there was actually several pilots from United that I know of, and maybe in other airlines, they did the same thing, but they quite literally took a very horrible, bad situation, um, took lemons and made lemonade. And they, because they were off work for so long due to that event, they actually went back to med school and became doctors. Wow. <laughs> and then they came back to United and flew for United. And then on their days off, they would go in. They had a part, had, and I, I don't know, I can't speak eloquently to how exactly the medical profession works, but they basically had an agreement with a hospital where they would go in. One was an ER doctor, so he would go in and pull a few shifts. The other one I heard about was an anesthesiologist, so he would go in and knock some people out for surgery. <laughs> keep his currencies in the medical profession and then he would fly come back and fly for united and i had the opportunity to speak to the the er doc and uh he goes you know diana he said that that whole situation was awful he said but i try to look at it as i would have never had the opportunity to go to med school if that had not happened and yeah. uh, and now he has the ultimate backup plan yeah. um, cuz we always need doctors always need yeah. doctors um right. But also, too, one thing that COVID taught me and even the recession of 2008 taught me was there's really no stable career plan out there. And so many of my friends who I call have real jobs, they're in corporate America. I mean, they, they always, they learn this, I think, before I did. And uh, they always have a resume ready to go. And they're always looking for, you know, other alternatives just in case their current position is downsized or, you know, something else occurs. And so I give everyone the same advice is, you know, no matter what your passion is and no matter what your plan is, always have plan B, no matter what you do. I know that you have your own mentorship program. We were talking about mentorship earlier. Uh, would you be willing to tell us about that? Sure. I actually don't have my own. I don't have my own, but um, I do a lot of mentoring through women in aviation, uh, mentoring two young ladies right now uh, through that program. And so women in aviation has this amazing database of other women who have volunteered to be mentors. And so I just put my information in and you know, said, this is who I am and a little brief bio about myself. And then that enables young ladies to go in and go, okay, 
that career path looks cool. I'm going to talk to her about that. And it's been a blast. I have two currently, two young ladies that have reached out to me that I'm currently mentoring. I've had several others in the past reach out. And I feel like my superpower is connecting people. Like I, I am not the smartest at all. I am definitely not one of those people that would create some microchip and make billions of dollars. I look at those people and go, gosh, that's, that's awesome. But, um, but my talent is, is people. And I've been so blessed and fortunate to have people in my own life that have helped me along this path that I've kept in touch with. And then they've introduced me to people. And then those people have introduced me to people. And um, I, I just feel like I have, I may not have all the tools in my own head to help these ladies, but I have people in my world and in my circle who can. And that is what I love to do is connect these ladies with these resources so that they can uh, continue on their career path or get questions, answers to the questions that I don't know. I love doing that as well. You know, I don't, I don't know everything, but I, I love being able to, to pass it on to someone that I think can help. It's and, not, you know, it's not a negative on me because I can't, I don't particularly know those, those things, but you know, in some Maybe some people think they should know everything and they want to be the one to give the answers, but I want them to go to a person that really is, you know, the expert. Let me do things that I'm good at and let someone else do things that I'm not that good at. Exactly. And that's one thing I've learned through aviation and just being a mom too. Um, another parallel between the two things is you've got to know your limits and you have to know and, and consciously be aware and humble enough to accept the fact that you don't know everything, or you may not know everything about something that you even really want to know about. Uh, and you have to have that humility and that, and that um, ability to go out and ask for it. And that's what I tell moms as well, whether they're pilot moms or whether they're working moms in other career fields or just moms in general, like all moms need help. And really I, the one phrase that kind of hacks me off just a little bit is the term working mother, quote unquote, working mother. And I look at myself and yes, do I work outside of the home? So yes, I work, but gosh, on my days off, I am working really hard in my yoga pants and t-shirt and mom bun doing laundry and making food and cleaning. And that's work and it's unpaid work. And a lot of times it's unappreciated. I'm like, we are all working mothers. All yeah. mothers are working mothers, whether they're full-time in the home or part-time out, part-time in, or any combination. Very true. I know many, many, uh, you know, I'm part of this group, uh, mom pilots of the 99s. And, you know, they're trying to figure out their, their path and how to make sure they take care of kids and uh, their careers. What advice do you have for them who are just starting out but trying to balance? Oh, that's tough. Aviation is, it's tough to get into. And then that's the negative. The positive though, is it continues to get better. It will get easier as you go. Um, whether it's you're building seniority or whether you are finally getting into the job that you want, it does get better. Um, back to your question though, uh, that, that's like the strategic question of, hey, don't worry, it'll get better. Here's how you actually, <laughs> here's the advice I would give for being in the moment. And that's ask for help. Like we, I think we ladies, most we, uh, we pilot types are type A's. We hate to ask for help. And sometimes that help costs money. 
And uh, one of those, those helpers that I have brought on board is I have a nanny. She is in the form of my mother-in-law. Um, she raised three great boys and she is a former high school principal and math teacher. And she's retired and wants to go on this, this adventure with my family. And we pay her like a, an employee. She is a W-2 employee. Uh, if I did not have her though, um, and in fact, I have a backup plan just in case, you know, she decides to go to something else. Um, there's a lot of really great nanny agencies out there as well as au pairs. Um, and then I also use care.com as well um, to help uh, kind of offset and give me a break as well as um, fit in time. My husband is a pilot as well as we previously mentioned, but um, I use those individuals to hire those individuals to help us out uh, with childcare when we can. And that's the biggest help that I've had to ask for. Um, I've had a lot of comments. Oh, well, someone else is raising your kids. How do you feel about that? Oh, you're leaving the house to go fly. That must be hard. Well, yes and no. And again, you have to know your limits. I am not a perfect educator or a person as far as being a mom goes, there's limits to what I can do. And if I can ask for help and bring someone on board that can help give me insight and give me tips and tricks, especially someone who's been there and done that three times over with three grown boys, I welcome that. I welcome that insight. I welcome that help. And that, that's what I would tell these ladies who are, who are starting out is, you know, you may wind up having to spend some money to get that help, whether it's childcare or someone to do your laundry or cook a meal once a week to give you time to study. Uh, that that's the biggest, biggest thing that you can do. I chalk that up as self-care as well. You're helping yourself do what you need to do. I hate to hear that. That's hurtful and like judgy, passive, aggressive comments. (laughs) It is. And I, and Natalie, I get it often. I don't think people mean for it to come across that way. I think they're more curious. Um, and that's what I try to think. They probably want the same thing. (laughs) Right, right. And I try not to take it as a, as an insult or being yeah. mean. I try to reframe it in my own mind as, okay, they're curious. And this is an educational opportunity for me to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had, so one of the, I've had a housekeeper for years. That's yes. something I don't want to spend my time doing. I'm not good at it. I would rather right. have that time to spend with my family. Yes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, amen. Yeah. And your time is worth something, right? Your time is worth money. Like that is time is money. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of calculate what my daily rate is based on the hourly rate that I get paid to go fly airplanes. And if, uh, if I can take something and, and hire it out for less than my daily rate, I will probably do it. Right. So just for those same reasons you said, I'd rather spend time with my boys fishing down at our pond or playing in the dirt, you know, doing something fun. Amen. Now, I want you guys all to know just how amazing and incredible Diana Klein is. Oh, gosh. She has not mentioned that she was Mrs. Nevada America and in top 15 at the national pageant. Um, And of course, we know she has family. She works for United Airlines. She has time to mentor. Is such an inspiration on how to balance life, work, and motherhood. And so I am so thankful that you were willing to spend some time with us this morning and tell us a little bit more and give us some insight of your life. It's you're just amazing. You know, I, oh gosh, you're so sweet, Cooper. Thank you. And likewise you, geez, that's another thing too. I'd give advice to young ladies starting out in aviation or just in life in general is surround yourself by people who are better than you. 
And, uh, and I've, that's what I've done. I am the, the, the dumbest, if you will, of all the people I surround myself with because they make me better. And I learn from those individuals and, and Cooper, you are definitely one of those. And, uh, yeah, I surround yourself by people that, that make you a better person. Love that. Thank you everyone for joining us today at Cockpits and Cocktails. Hope you've enjoyed our special guest. And if you want to know more, tell us how we can find you. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, I do have a website. I need to update it. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's probably one of those things I should hire out. But um, my website is uh, dianaklein.com. So D-I-A-N-N-A. K-L-E-I-N.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram too. My uh, Instagram handle is lady die in the sky. So lady and then D-I in the sky, all one word, no, uh, no special care. Wonderful. Well, it was so nice to meet you and talk to you. Likewise, Natalie. Yes. And Cooper, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure as always being in your presence, whether it's physically or on a Zoom call or on the phone, it's just always a treat. So thank you. Thank you.